revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to master difficult conversations in the workplace. So if you are one that tends to struggle with maybe having conversations that you need to have, you don't really know how to address things in the workplace, or you're afraid to ask for a raise and all the other kind of stuff. Yes, this is a good topic. This is going to be a juicy one. Okay. You guys know that I love to, to love talking about stuff like this because it's so needed because you know sometimes you can feel like that you just gotta just be quiet at work out of a fear of maybe being fired or you are afraid that maybe people will like perceive you the wrong way so a lot of the conversations that you should be having don't right it is so important to be able to know how to master difficult conversations so i'm gonna go ahead and just dive right in so I do want to ask this question, right? So if you are one that um, it is a little bit of a struggle, right? Or you do find it hard to have difficult conversations at work. I know that that can mean different things for different people. What may be hard for you to discuss for somebody else that's, you know, a small thing, right? So this is not like a one size fits all thing. I'm going to share a few topics with you guys this morning for one. I know that for some people being able to ask for a raise, they find that to be hard. Um, another thing is, I know that anytime there's maybe <laughs> a particular issue at work or meaning like if there's somebody in your team that maybe isn't doing something right, right? There's a task that is not being done right. It's just so many different examples that's like flooding in my mind right now. But, you know, sometimes you may even have to give like constructive feedback. And so for some people that can be hard because you're like, I don't want them to think or feel a certain way. Um, I definitely want to know like, what do you guys think um, is a hard conversation at work? And I want to talk about why this is so important, right? Because when you're able to really understand how to handle hard conversations at work, for one, this is going to allow you to advance in your career. Because the majority of the time, the the conversations that you need to have in order to advance, you don't because you find yourself afraid. It's not only you being able to ask for a raise and things of that sort. I'm just talking about even your, your role that you have now. You may need to have certain things in place in order for you to really do your job well. You may need certain things in place in order to thrive. Right. And so if you're afraid to have those conversations, then for one, it will stop you from being able to show up the way that you know that you need to. And it won't allow you to experience an environment that you need in order to succeed. And that's why I said having difficult conversations may not look the same for everybody. And so it's really important for you to get clear on why do you feel like these certain conversations are hard to have? Now, I do understand, right, sometimes when you're like just starting off in your career, but a lot of the clients I work with, they are very well-versed, like meaning they, they have some years of experience. But you'd be surprised when people will have like years of experience and they will still have that fear. And that's why it's really important to make sure that if you do find yourself in a place where you struggle to have those tough talks, that, you know, as soon as you start to see that, wait a minute, this is a gap that needs to be filled, that you really begin to like hone in on that. Because the longer that you operate 
in your career. And the higher that you advance, the harder that it is to have these conversations. You will experience more of a struggle. And you'll also notice that as you um, advance in your career, the more you will have to have difficult conversations. And so if you are one that you are wanting to advance in the role that you are in now, and you're not really able to just navigate those talks the way that they should be, that can make it hard for them to see you being advanced, right? Because it really all boils down to just basic communication skills, right? And so a lot of people tend to lack this, right? They have the experience, they have the expertise, they have the skill sets, they have the results and the successes, but they do not know how to just lean in on those true soft skills. You guys know I say it all the time that it will be those hard skills can only hold you for so long, <laughs> you know, because everybody wants to go back to school and, you know, and find and, you know, and get all these degrees and they want to be able to accomplish so much. But people don't spend the time that they need to really leaning in on getting those soft skills right, because that is what's key. It's about you being able to lean in on how are you when you're having to deal with other people? Because I'll say this about probably about 40% could be a tiny tidbit more is your experience and your skill set. The other half, the other 60% is you dealing with people. Okay. You have to master how to deal with people. And this is even, you know, a concept that I teach with my clients. This is a concept that I teach in my group because people is everywhere, right? Especially if you want to be able to lead a team, you have to get comfortable with being able to know, hey, I got to have hard conversations sometimes. And guess what? It ain't always going to feel good, right? But you have to know that this is a skill that has to be embraced and it has to just be like built up. So um, another thing I want to talk about is it can, it can be really hard to have these conversations for one, right? Especially when you are in an environment where there is a lot of like power just dynamics, right? Meaning that you are in an environment to where they don't necessarily rule by what's right, right? Or they don't tend to lean on, let's go with what is the best choice. They will just lean on a certain job title or a certain, what's the word, a certain power, right? Meaning that, you know, um, they just lean more about who is in charge other than who's right. And the friend, the environments can be stressful, okay, when they only want to lean in on who is in charge rather than who's right, you know. And so if you are in those kind of environments, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so um, even with that, what I want you guys to like really think about is, um, it is so, so, so important for you to not even have, but it's also for you to be able to realize that when it comes to you having these difficult conversations, right? Don't let the mindset be of, I'm afraid to say something because of X, Y, and Z. I always feel like when you're wanting to learn how to get through tough talks, the focus can't be on what could go wrong. All that should be in your mind, but the main focus has to be on what is the solution that needs to come forward. 
And a lot of people are really, really scared and um, to have conversations because all they tend to think about is what could go wrong, right? But what they do not think about is if I do not have this, this conversation, where is this going to lead us down to? And a lot of times things, things just tend, friend, it just gets worse, right? And, uh, um, and a lot of things could easily be solved if people would would have the right conversations at the right times. And so, you know, you'll also find yourself being able to just be in a more productive environment. In most office spaces or in, in most workspaces, a lot of the issues or a lot of the time why teams can't really operate at the capacity that they should be is strictly just, just cultural stuff, meaning that you could be in an environment to where everybody is hush-hush, right? You guys know, as you're going through the job interview process, they always say, oh, we we are very open here. We share things here. Anytime you have a problem, you're going to, hey, it's okay, right? But once they hire you on, you realize that everything is really hush-hush. And anytime you're, you are having to work in an environment, right, for eight, nine hours a day, and you are having to feel like you have no power to say anything, right? Or you feel like if I say anything, they gonna feel this way. That is going to affect the way that you work. And that is going to affect the way that you are able to bring forth the results because now your mind can't be on, I need to really lean in on the job that I do and operate in a way that it sets me up for success in them. Now your mind is on all of these unresolved issues because nobody wants to have any conversations. You being able to have productive conversations is a reflect, right? Is It reflects your level of just maturity. I'll say it again. You being able to have a difficult conversation, it reflects your level of maturity. Now, I do want to talk about how does like self-awareness play into you being able to have difficult conversations. Again, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier, what may be hard for somebody else may not be that for you. So you have to be able to identify when I'm talking about having these hard conversations, like what does, what do those conversations look like for you, right? And I also want you to think about like, what are you like triggered by? I want you to think about what are like your, your stressors, right? Meaning that what what environments or what particular words or emotions will have you to respond in the way that you know that you, you do not need to be? And I say this because, you know, we really need to start to combine more of having emotions in the workplace because at the end of the day, you're still human. So things still happen to you while you are at work. And a lot of people have trained themselves to not feel anything at work, right? Or they even sometimes say that I'm just numb. But what tends to happen is when you stay in a numb state for eight, nine hours a day, you have trained yourself to shut down for so long. You'll be surprised how hard it is to go home and then you just trying to switch that back on. It doesn't work like that a lot of times. A lot of times if you find yourself numb and shut down at work, you'll go home to the folks that you love and be the same way because you've just been operating in this mode of, I don't want to feel nothing. I don't want to deal nothing. Stay all day. You think that you can just drive home or just be at home with your spouse and your kids or even with yourself and think that that's just going to switch on. It doesn't work like that. That's why it's really, really important for not to just you like, it's so important to not focus on being just good at work. It's important for you to focus on just being good period. 
So you don't have to be in environments and you don't have to live a life to where you are always having to put on masks. You are always having to switch on modes all the time, but you're able to be one way all the time because you have learned to just manage yourself. Oh, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think it's good to keep on shutting down like that, right? Or feeling like, oh, this is a work me. Oh, this is a home me. It needs to be one you. Now, it's not saying that you will not have to use certain skills in certain environments. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that you cannot think that you can train yourself to be one way at work and then train yourself to be a certain way at home. You get frustrated with having to wear a mask all the time. And then you find yourself in a place of where you don't even know who you are anymore <laughs> because you, you are constantly having to turn these switches on and off, but you can come to a place of a maturity. You can come to a place of self-awareness. You can come to a place to where you can be in any environment. So now it's not about having to wear a mask. It's about you being able to know how to operate in environments to bring forth the best results, because that is what it's about. Who is it that I have to not not be in the moment, but who is it that I have to just become overall? So I have a life to where I bring forth great results wherever I am. And so we're talking about you being able to have these difficult conversations at work. What what I'm really saying is what is the place that you need to be in? To where regardless of what is happening around you, you can still really center yourself. Right. I get this question all the time. People are like, Alicia, how am I able to really be me? How am I able to have a career that is just authentic? That comes through you being able, for one, to know who you are, to be self-aware. But it also comes down to you being able to know that I don't have to put on. I have trained myself where I can be, again, in any type of environment and still show up the way that I know that I need to. Because like I said before, it's not about just being a better employee. It's about being a better you. And so back to us being able to talk about you being self-aware, you have to be able to know what is it in these tough conversations that make you go off or that makes you shut down. And it can be the smallest things because I was one, I was a very insecure person to where I trained myself to read everybody around me. I trained myself to read the room, <laughs> right? I trained myself to like read the way that, you know, I would see certain ones respond. I would train myself to think. And I did that because I feel like, hey, okay, wait a minute, because I feel like I had to change who I was so I can make people in the room feel comfortable. So even if I was in a great mood that day, right? Great mood. Um, anybody who knows me, I'm like, I'm not always on 10, but I'm I'm very involved. <laughs> like I'm not shy at all. I, I don't, I'm, I've never dealt with that. But what I would do is I would read the room, right? So I would go in and I would kind of, kind of fill out everybody's vibe and mode. So if I was in a great mood and, and I was in a mood to talk a lot and to, but if I walked into a room and everybody was just like quiet or real, like, you know, dull or I would immediately switch to that because I didn't want to cause any stir. Right. For one, sometimes in the workplace, everybody may be a certain way, but they may need you. They may need that thing that you bring, that spark that you bring, that peace that you bring, that joy that you bring. They may need that. 
because everybody is so afraid to change the environment, but the environment may need to be changed. And so it's about you being able to not be afraid to change the environment of the room. And even on the opposite, right? You guys know that now I own my thing full time, but I was in HR for over 10 years and we would have to meet, right? And, and it'll be certain ideas and things like that is going forth. And, you know, we're sharing new updates and all this kind of thing. And everybody talk about, oh my God, this is so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. But all I'm seeing in my mind is, wait a minute, there's some gaps here that have not been filled. So I'm, I'm having to sit in a meeting and talk about an idea that everybody is excited about. But in this idea, I see holes. I had to bring a different perspective. Like, hey, I know everybody is excited about this, but have we ever thought about X, Y, and Z? Now, it could be a fear of, you know, I want everybody to think I'm always the one that always come with bad news. But that just may be your expertise. Your expertise could be that you just find gaps and holes. Your expertise is that you may be able to look at something and find a better way that it should be done. So when you talk about being authentic, it's about you not being afraid to lean in on what is your expertise? Again, being focused on the result. What is the result that you are trying to bring forth? Everybody else is excited concerning this new event or whatever. And my mind is the same thing. I want this event to be a success like everybody else does. But it's a, it's a few things that need to be addressed. At the time, I could not think only about, okay, well, everybody else is excited. So no, I had to think about, wait a minute, you guys hired me to have my job done well. And in order for that to actually happen, something's going to have to be addressed first. But I struggled with that at first because that, that is just how my mind works. My mind works like anything. I'm always thinking about how to make something better. <laughs> Y'all, anything. And so sometimes even when my friends are sharing things with me about just life or different things I'm going on, my mind is automatically, right? I already thinking, oh, what can we do to now? I had to learn a balance in that because I had to learn like, Alicia, everybody don't always, everybody, everybody don't always care about your opinion, right? So I had to learn in my relationships that if, 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 People don't ask you for help, then then don't just throw yourself out there unless you see that, hey, this thing could really go in the wrong way. Now, at work, it was a little different because you hired me to do a job. And the fastest way to be able to advance in your career is you being able to be a problem solver. But it's going to be really, really hard for you to learn how to solve problems if you never want to say nothing, if you never want to stir the pot, if you never want to go against I'm glad I said that because there's a point that 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 I really want to talk about. There's a difference between being assertive. There's a difference uh, between being aggressive, a difference between being assertive and a difference between you being aggressive. And a lot of people are afraid to have conversations or even share their ideas or any like complaints they may have. Right. They are really afraid of that because they don't want to be seen as aggressive. But that is two separate things. It is all about what is the intention when you are wanting to go into a conversation. So all my folks that are seasoned, you have been in your career for a while. You are on your way up. You cannot come with complaints. You got to come with solutions. So what is the intent in you even wanting to start a conversation? That's key. If you want to go into a talk with somebody and the only focus is I got to show them that they're wrong. My friend, you're already on the wrong foot. <laughs> and it's the thing. It's so important to learn, right? What are conversations that I need to have at work? 
And what are conversations that I just need to vent? You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to find me a friend and just, and just vent about this. Or I need to go pray and go share this. You know what I'm saying? With the Lord. But a lot of people have a really hard time in being able to decide, is this a conversation, right? Like decide if, is this something to have a actual discussion about? Or is it something I just need to vent about? And it's two separate things. Because sometimes you just want to vent. Like I just got some things I need to get off my chest. And then there are times when you need to have a conversation to come to a solution. So it's important for you to not get these mixed up. So if there is something that needs to be addressed at work, you can do this in a way to where you can still address issues and you can still come out on top because you came in with the mindset of we need to find mutual ground. You don't have conversations at work because you just want your way. Because at the end of the day, that's their company. <laughs> and so having conversations need to really be about this is the conversation I need to have with you so I can see what kind of ground we can both come to. Not I'm trying to have my way. Because if there is something that you need or want from them, you have to decide, right? If you do have a hard talk with them and things don't go the way that you think that they should, it's time to decide, is this something that you can deal with? Or if it's time to move on? Because when you're talking about, about having conversations in the workplace, it's not about you trying to force your, your thoughts or it's not about you trying to force them to do something that you want. It's about you um, having the skills to address concerns and see what is a solution that we can both come to, right? So when you're talking about, about being assertive, that kind of tone, you want feedback. You want them, you know what I'm saying, like to also share their thoughts and things on it. But when you are aggressive, when you find yourself in a mindset to where, no, you have to hear my point. You have to hear my thoughts. You won't get far with that. And that is how you get labeled in the workplace. Now, this is something that people don't like talking about, but you can label yourself. Great expertise, great skill set. You do wonderful things, but how you deal with the hard things, that is what they label you by. It's not when things are going good, but it's when how do you deal with those tough times, that is what they will label you by. Now, you do have, have the power to change how people see you through consistent behavior. That can work on both sides. If you are one, right, who you have done well at work to where you have been able to show up in a way to where they do think good things about you. But you can find yourself starting to head down the slope because now they are starting to see a side of you that is the opposite of once of what you once were that ha that has been going on for a while now and on the other side you can find yourself to maybe in the past you have not been able to respond the way that you should have but now through consistent right through them being able to see you engage in these talks in the right way that can change their mind. So this is not something to say that if you have this, if this is an area that you have not done well in the past, girl, 
this is not to lose hope. You can still change things, but again, it has to really be about you and not them. How you respond has to be about you. Because I'm not going to sit here and be like, all environments allow you to think this way. Meaning that all environments, they, they allow tough talks or they allow you to share your ideas and concerns. And they're just so engaged with it. I won't even lie and even say that. What I will say is, you know, is that you do have the power to have tough conversations and things don't always have to just blow up. But I think it does go back to how we have trained ourselves to deal with just, you know, confrontation. Some people are afraid of that word. They automatically think that if I have to confront something, that is a bad thing. No, we have to confront things all day, every day. But the thing about it is, again, it's about what is a mindset that you, you have to have when you deal with these things. And this is advice, guys, that you guys can take in your marriages and your, <laughs> with your friends, right? If you are one that you are like, hey, I seek a way to find things, then you won't struggle as much. Because, you know, at the end of the day, my heart is, you know what I'm saying, like to do what's right. Just regardless of how this talk may go. My husband, he's like one. I always tell him, I'm like, you, he's one. He can have a, a tough conversation. He don't, he does not mind. He will address something in a moment. He don't experience fear. He, and me, I still have times I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this with them because they may, I still have those moments. I have to fight through them, but they still come. You know? He'll have a tough talk with somebody in the next breath. He's he's cool. Like I'm good. And I and one day I asked him, I was like, how are you able to have these 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 tough talks and just um just address things just straightforward? He said, Well, for me, he said, because I know that I'm not doing anything, you know what I'm saying, like to be mean. Like he doesn't have a heart to like really damage anybody. So for him, it's easy to have tough conversations because he knows that that the reason why I want to have this tough conversation is because I have a desire to see things right, not be right. A lot of times we can't handle tough conversation because it's all about us. Like we have to be right. Other than we need to have a talk so things can be right. So again, like I was saying before, that comes with a an amount of self-awareness that very few of us have. And I did not realize how I wasn't really aware of myself. And for me, I, th I think I really started to really dig in deep to be aware of myself about maybe five years ago. Because I heard of the concept of it's important to really be aware of yourself, but I really didn't know what that meant. But once I started to like experience things in my life and I think, you know, now I'm like 37. And so, you know, I think like as the older you get or you should, but, but the older you get, you really start to examine things and start to see, okay, it's like, it's easier to identify certain like bad habits or results in your life. As you get older, you start to notice different patterns. Like you're like, okay, wait, I'm, I'm noticing like this thing always tends to happen a lot because you know before then I, I would just think oh it is what it is you know but I think as you get older 
you start to really think about, wait a minute, why is it that this always happens this way? And so once I started to get out of this victim mindset of this always happens, you know, I started to really lean in on, wait a minute, I think I need to take a little bit more control over this, right? And so it allowed me to really get more, more aware of myself. I started to, um, to really identify these habits I had or why is it that I always would respond a certain way. It's just, I really dug into that. When I started to become aware of myself, one, I started to realize and understand, thank the Lord, that I have more control over things than I think that I do. Because when you are not self-aware, you let things happen to you. But the more self-aware you are, it's like you see things that is there, but you it's like your mind is more on how or what are the things that I should do to actually control this. And so that is what happened to me when I started to be really aware of myself. I started to realize, Alicia, you have more control over things than you think you do. You don't have to walk around with this whole victim thing. No. And so when I started to really lean in on why I did the things that I did, I started to see gaps, a lot of growth gaps, a lot of excuses that I had made for why things turned out. When I started to be aware of myself, friend, it was not cute. It was not cute at all. <laughs> because I started to see the person that I had built up because people do not think that like you are a human, but you have built yourself to be a certain way. Right. And this is why when, you know, when I hear People come with excuses saying, I can't do this, or I, the word can't, I just don't really like that word a lot, right? You saying I can't do something a lot of times is an excuse to what you don't want to do. You have the power to literally become whoever you, you want to be, but it's about you having to get clear on who is the person that I need to be. Because a lot of people have built themselves in a way to where they are, how they want to be. They're not who they need to be. And who they want to be does not serve them. It goes against every goal they have. It goes in the opposite way of everything they say that they want because they have built themselves to be a certain way. But you, you literally have the power to become whoever you need to be. Me having to, now I own, you know, thank the Lord. You guys know I was in HR for over 10 years. And I decided to own my own thing. Been doing it now for like three and a half years or more, right? How about, you know, the same way that I was over there did not work over here. Well, I, I own a business. I got to deal with it, right? Me being able to show up on live and talk to strangers, I had to become something that I wasn't. Now, I've never been a shy person. Anytime I felt fear of having to like talk and just share my thoughts, the fear, it wasn't like I'm afraid to like talk and speak. The fear was they may not think everything that I say is right. So that was the fear that I had to get past. It don't matter. If they don't like it, then bye. No hard feelings. But on the other side, it was easy to hide in that fear. 
So think about the goal that you have now and how you are now. If the way you are now, does that serve you? And, and we hear that term all the time, right? But does it really serve you? Because you can find yourself and you can make excuses and say, oh, this is just the way that I am. Okay, and that may just be the way that you are. But that also means you don't have to stay that way either. I was so selfish. I was one of the most, y'all, selfish. But when I had a child, I realized I can't be that way no more. So I went years of being selfish, <laughs> of making everything about me. Like, even after I got married, right? Now, thank the Lord, you know, I'm 37 and the Lord saved me when I was... 21. So I did bend some, right? Like there was some growth there, <laughs> but there was still some growth that still needed to happen. But once I had a child, I realized I can't be this way because I realized that I could not serve my child in the capacity that I know that I needed to serve her. I could not show up and be the mom that she needed me to be if I was this way. So guess what? I'm not selfish anymore. Because <laughs> I realized the way that I was did not serve me. And so a lot of times we can make it so hard to change. No, the reason why it's hard for you to change is two things. Either because you don't have anything to change for, meaning they're like goals. When the last time you really had a really concrete goal? And so if you don't have anything to actually change for, you won't change. Another reason why it's hard for folks to change is because it's just easier to run than to change. It is easier to run than to change. So anytime you, like any job you have, if anything at work happens that I don't like that. You gone. You shut down. That lie that we often say a lot. I don't like that no more. Is it that you don't like it? <laughs> or is it because that thing is starting to require something of you that you don't want to give? Not that you cannot give it. You don't want to give it. That new job, right? It requires for you to deal with people with different personalities, which means that it needs you to be more patient. You don't want to give patience because now I have to be somebody I'm not trying to be. So we fall back on. Mm, I don't like it no more. <laughs> That's why when I work with my clients or with my group, I'm all for you having a desire to do something else, something new, because that is a sign of growth. When what you have now doesn't work, it once worked, but now it just don't work no more. It just don't hit the way that it used to hit. That's a sign of growth, friend. Let's get you prepared for that next thing. But I deep dive, okay? Are you trying to run away from something or are you wanting to move on to something two separate things it's two separate things from when you want to run away from something other than you want to move on and we're still talking about having hard talks okay 
If you guys, you if, look, I go live every week. You guys know, okay? You gotta dig deep with it, okay? Um, because that's the only way that you can solve the problem is you gotta get to the root of it. I tell my clients, like, I'm not gonna spend all this time sitting with you and you know, I'm sitting here like we're trying to plan this next move, and this next move is being built on you can't get along with nobody. That's a shaky foundation. <laughs> What's gonna happen is in the next six months. You can be like, yeah, we should book some more time with you because I think I want to do something else. No, we ain't doing that. What I want to do is help you to identify what is this next move about? You feel this, you know, this, oh, I just don't want to be here no more. You feel this, I'm not happy feeling, but let's get to the root of it. Because the same problem that you are wanting to run away from or hide from is going to be the same problem that slaps you in the face in your next job. Because if you have a problem with being able to deal with people, friends, they are they are everywhere. Even if you want to, to start your own business, they're everywhere. Right. And so I think it's really important to think about is who you are now. Does that serve your goals? Does that bring you to the place that you say that you actually desire to be? Because that is what it's about. Because you can't run from you. I see people all that they will spend money in going back to school, they'll spend money and they want to get all these things because they think that these things will just lead them to great opportunities. And they very well may lead you to great opportunities, but you can't sustain them being the way that you are. You cannot sustain them. Everybody wants a great job. Nobody wants to learn how to keep it. Nobody desires to learn how to grow in it. Nobody desires to learn how to build in it. And that's why with my clients that I, I work with, even in my group, we don't just focus on just get a new job. No, what do we need to do so you can be successful in this new job so that you are able to reap what you can reap from this great job? And not just being in this pursuit of more, 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 other than who do I need to be so I can actually enjoy the things that I say that I want. Because skills may get you the things, right? But a good character is going to allow you to actually enjoy them. That is what it's about. Integrity. Character. Knowing how to show up in rooms who have people that don't agree with you and you're fine. You don't feel threatened. You don't feel insecure. You don't sh shrink because you have did the work to become the person that you need to be to operate in the rooms that you say that you want to operate in. A lot of the clients that I work with, they're either at manager level or they're almost there or, they're, or they wanted to move into more director roles and things of that sort. And you have to be able to show up in a certain way. I'm not saying like, oh, you got to be fake. No, but there are certain traits that need to be there. There are certain soft skills that need to be in place. The more that you advance in your career, the more that you move up, the less it is about you. When I say about you, meaning that in your career, not the opposite. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is not like as in your worth. What I'm saying is that actual space, right? It is more about the people that you serve. So that's why it's so important. It's so important that you are sure of yourself 
before you move into those roles. Because what happens is, right, when you're operating at that kind of role, you are having to give so much, right? Give, 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 serve, 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 pour, pour, pour. You are having to give so much. And so if you have not found yourself in a place to where you are sure with who you are, you will find yourself lost. You will find yourself having to lead teams of people, but you're still insecure. So it's not about, you know, what are the skills I need or the the actual like that skill set. But it's more about who is it that I need to be to make sure that I can sustain the success that I say that I want. Again, we're still talking about hard conversations here. Okay. (laughs) And it, it plays into all of this, right? Because like I say, even though the topic is hard conversations at work, you can you, you can literally take this framework and, and use it in any area of your life. That's why a lot of, of the clients that I work with, they say, Alicia, you helped me in my career. But child, you helped me with my marriage. You helped me with my kids. Because it's all about you being able to change the way that you think. You need a different perspective. You need somebody on the outside to say, mm, I don't think you're really seeing that the right way. The, the other day, um, one of my friends... So his job. So I was sitting down with him. He, he was he was sharing things about his job. Right. And he said, you know, I think that um, like sales, he was saying, I don't want to do sales. He was like, sales. Then he started sharing this bad experience that, that he had. Right. And his sales job from like years ago. And he was like, I just don't want to do sales. And I was like, why not? Right. And again, I wasn't trying to force him into sales. I just like people to be able to have all the information they need to make a solid okay, right? I think it's really important that if you are being tossed in your mind around with stuff, you need all perspectives, not just that little bitty small one that you have, right? So I wasn't trying to force him, but I just wanted to be able to make sure that he had all the information he needed before he told himself, I don't want to do sales. So, you know, and I'm, I'm the kind of person I ask a lot of questions, right? Because I think it's important that I get the full context and I just throw stuff at you. So he was talking about his his job that he had like years ago, right, <laughs> with sales. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm hearing him talk. And I said, I said, I think the reason you have an issue with sales is because you you see sales as you trying to force them, you know, you know what I'm saying, like to buy a thing that they don't want. I said, you have to be able to see sales as... I'm not trying to force you, right? But sales is just, I'm just trying to to solve a a problem. I said, all sales is, is that you see that there is an issue there and now there is a particular thing that you have. So I just want to be able to what? Help you. So I said, you have to really reframe the way you see sales. So of course, this talk we had, you know, um, probably less about an hour, at the end of our conversation, he was like, I don't think sales is that bad. <laughs> right? Because he had a different perspective. You know, because he was um he was sharing that like from like years ago, like years ago, he was saying like it was a, a like a like a Sam's Club. I don't know if you guys know what Sam's Club is, kind of like you know, Costco, whatever, something like that. So what he had to do was sell phones there. And I said, well, yeah, I said sales is probably very hard because, you know, 
when you're going to buy chicken wings and a, like a new cell phone ain't on your mind, it's hard to sell somebody something that when that person is not in the right environment, like, look, I'm coming to get, you know, toilet paper. I'm not here to sign up for a new phone with you, right? So I said it was a very cold environment. So I, I said, yeah, sales would be hard in an environment like that, of course. And he was like, I never saw it that way. You need a different perspective. Even with myself, when I first started to own my own business, I was scared to death of sales. I've been doing this for over three and a half years now, but I think for like my first year, I would think, what do I have to say so they can buy from me? That's why sales was so hard for me. I'd be like, but now I'm like, it's not about the thing that I have to say to you. It's, it's not even about that. It's about me being able to identify the problem that you have. And y'all, this works for you guys, even in your career, even when you're going to look for a job, this, this helps you too, I'm telling you. But for me, sales is about me being able to, to see the problem there, right? Now I have this way to help you solve it. Now I'm going to sit down with you so I can show you that I understand the, the exact problem that you have. And now I need to show you how it can be solved. That's all that I do. I'm not trying to have you convinced. If anybody has ever booked a sales call with me, I may follow up one time. <laughs> like, hey, because I know that that life gets all over the place, right? So it's more like a, hey, da 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 da, -da. But I'm not trying to force you to buy anything because I need to know that when you do sign up with me, that you, you are all in. So it's not about me trying to force you into, no, friend, you got the problem, right? And so it's really important, even in your career, even when you're wanting to look for a job, interviewing, it's the same framework. You know they need something solved. How? Because they hiring. <laughs> when they have a job, that needs to be filled. That is an, a, a sign that says we have a problem that needs to be solved. That is all that your job does. It solves what? A thing. So, you know, and I tell people they're always trying to say the right words. I'm like, it's not about you saying the right words. And I think it's really important to stay away from that mindset because what happens is a lot of times you go in there lying. You just lying to get the job, lying, lying, lying. And then you wonder, well, how do I always end up with these jobs that I just don't? Because you lie to... <laughs> you're lying, right? But when you go in and you understand the problem that they need solved and you understand how your skill set solves the problem, for one, you are not trying to force them, but it needs to be expressed in a way to where they are able to understand how you're able to solve it for them. That framework or that concept is even what allows you to be, to advance in the role that you are in now. Because you have been able to show them, I have now mastered this, right? And now I have skills that can solve 
more problems, bigger problems. And I know that the concept, it does not come easy to people because when it comes to our career, a lot of us was not taught this, right? A lot of us was like taught just get the job, do what you got to do, right? But it's not about that. It's about you being able to be clear on what your skill set is and the problems that it can solve. And once you get this down, you can pivot to anything. Once you get down, what is your core skills? What are your core skills? And the problem that they can solve, you can change. And because now it's not about a job title. It's about these are the problems that I can solve with the skills that I have. Because the majority of the time, everybody got the same problems that need to be solved. Business has got the same problems that needs to be solved. Sales, customer service, marketing, operations, finance. Everybody got the same problems. But when you're able to lean in on what is the problems that I can solve and how well is it that I solve them? And what is that sauce that I solve them in a way that most people can't? Hey, friend, you, you, you hit the jackpot. Even with the clients that I work with, a lot of them, first, when, at first, they don't know their, those core skills. When I ask them their core skills, they're like, oh, they start to name off tasks. I said, no, that's not your core skills. Your skills is what you use to do the task. And if you keep being focused on, and this is going to a whole different direction, but just, I'm going to share this and then I'm going to flip it back over. <laughs> but um, when you find yourself always focused on just the task that you do, you will always be underpaid. They can always lowball you every single time. Because all you think about is task. You don't think about the problem that they need solved. And if this problem is not solved, how does this hurt their success? That is how you move into higher paying roles. Not by going back to school. Mm -mm. Land them when you know what your core skills are. You improve them. When you master those core skills and you look for the problems that they need solved, that is going to affect their success the most. That's what the money is. People make this stuff too hard, but I said, I, I get it because this is something that's not taught. <laughs> and this is why people think in order to have a certain range, right? They feel like they have to do certain roles. It's like, yeah, you can do like these roles do pay well, but there are so many more other roles that solve big problems. So where there is big problems, there is what? Big money. Now, let's switch back to handling, <laughs> handling different conversations, right? It's so important, right, for you to understand that and see if what you want or the goal that you want is it on the other side of the conversation that you don't want to have? Because if you are able to see that, you are able to find that, that bottleneck. You're like, Alicia, I want to advance and I want to grow, but I just don't know what it is. First, is the thing that I want on the other side of a conversation that I should have had a long time ago? Give me anything like a raise or if... 
if you are looking to advance in the role that you're in now, if you are in a, po in a point to where there's no kind of work life where you are exhausted and burnt out, but you have not had the conversation to set the boundaries in place that need to be in place. Start thinking about all this. Because a lot of times the things that you want to avoid, that is what's holding you back from your goals. It's so important. One of the things that I see most people avoid, meaning like them being able to get clear on what they want, or at the very least, like where is it that they want to go towards? And I say that because you can say, Alicia, I desire to advance in my career, right? You can say that I do want to make X, Y, and Z. And you can say that I know that I want some kind of like leadership role, right? So you may not necessarily know the exact job title and all that stuff, but you know that I need to be going this way. But people don't want to get clear on what they want. Like the expectation is I'm here to grow and go. Or if you're like, Alicia, I have a really great opportunity where this in this position that, you know, you can make more money. You're like, it's really not something I'm just really, really uh, excited about, but I'm being paid more. So what you could say is I, for the next, you know, year, I'll stay here. So the goal is, you know, for a year, I'll stay here, you know, and then, you know, actually learn some new skills. So when you leave out, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that actual gap has been filled. There, there is an expectation, but when there's no expectation of what you want the job for, what that job is supposed to do for you. When there is no expectation of what that job is supposed to do for you, you will stay longer than you should have stayed. <laughs> and then if there's no expectation of what that job is supposed to do for you, you won't be able to know when that job it doesn't serve you because you had no you had no no expectations. It was like, well, you know, I just, you know, get the job, pay my bills and go home. And now you have these great skills going to waste. And I say waste because what tends to happen is those skills get stuck. Then once those skills get stuck, then your pay gets stuck. It just goes down, 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 down. down. <laughs> and you look up, you be like, child, what a, what a last, what I've been doing for five years? What, what do I have to show for myself? Because there was no expectation. As you move through your career, start thinking about what is on the other side of the conversation that you don't want to have. For a lot of people, the hard conversations need to start in the interview process. No, you'd be like, I ain't never heard no um, career coach say stuff like this. I know. Even, I even sometimes I'd be like, I do, I do not want to call myself that. <laughs> because I feel like it's so much watered down information that they give people in my field. I'd be like, y'all not, y'all not setting these people up for success. They just want to make you feel good. They just want likes. Make people feel like you can have whatever you desire to have with no work. Like if people should just give you a job just because you want one. Or what is that, dear company, stop, stop ghosting people. Child, okay, I hate how people will spend so much time, and I'm pretty sure folks are going to be unfollowing me once I say this. <laughs> but I don't care because I'm only here to attract the people that 
feel the way that I feel. People spend so much time on being ghosted, spending so much time on the wrong thing. Now, I'm not saying that it's right, but I do feel like this mindset does come from a level of entitlement to a degree, right? And if you give me a second, I'm going to fully explain myself. I do think that it is not right for you to go through the whole thing with them, right? And, you know, you like, Alicia, I've been spending the last two months with these people and I, I thought I had a job and, I, and I, I don't know. I've never heard nothing back from them, right? I do feel like, hey, you, there should be a level of frustration, especially if, if you went through interview after interview. I think, I think that's wrong, right? But people will just go and apply to a job and ain't heard nothing back and they feel like they've been done so wrong. And this is why people can't get the opportunities they want because their focus is, is in the wrong place. You're focused on the wrong thing. The focus is not on, again, you need to be self-aware. The focus is not on, hey, mm, I wonder, is there any skill gaps there that they saw, right? Now, I'm not saying to stay days on this, but I'm talking about having a different perspective. I'm talking about you wanting to shift from this victim. I'm always being done wrong. Like, your mind should be on, okay, I wonder if with the application that I sent in, was there anything on the application that maybe did not position me in the way that I should be? Again, when you can always look back on you and see, huh, I wonder if there was something that I may have been able to really do right. Or, you know what I mean? Not just the, oh, they doing me wrong. Because first of all, you know, when, you, when you're in a job search, it is not about you being picked. It's about you choosing. Doing your job search is not about you being picked. It is about you choosing. And that mindset alone is going to give you so much more confidence to where you're not out here feeling like you got to beg for a job. But the mindset should be, who is it that I need to choose, right? That I want to invest my skill in, and my time. And so if you did have to go through, right, and you applied, right, or, you know, or you like, Alicia, I thought I had a job, but I never, I never heard back from them. Well, good. How, how they, they actually, this is the thing. People think that you see them on your first day. No, you experience them through the interview process. So if you did waste all of this time, talking with them and they did not even have the, enough respect to you know what i'm saying like at least show an update or anything you didn't want to work for them in the first place be happy you dodged a bullet because they probably would have done the same thing if they hired you dismissed you because when they do that what they are saying is that your time is not important your time don't mean nothing to us <laughs> When you apply for a job, right? And I'm not talking about just applying, right? Because also folks that understand sometimes, especially now you can have a thousand people apply. And remember, I used to hire for years, right? You have a thousand people apply for one job. I used, I literally was hiring for like five to eight jobs at a time. Meaning sometimes I would have to deal with thousands of people. <laughs> meaning like I would have to go through this, right? So for you to feel like, oh, they should have got back with me. They didn't even call you in. Like, I just don't. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. And then it's like you almost can't make people happy because even if they do have a certain response and bad, they can be like, oh, that wasn't them. That was some kind of, you know, automated. So you expect them to send you a, a typed response? Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. But anyway, so if you went through the whole step with them and you talk with people and they got you all excited about the job and you just knew it was going to happen and they, that lets you know they had no respect for your time whatsoever, which means that when they would have hired you, they would have had no respect for your time whatsoever. You dodged a bullet. Let's start to embrace closed doors a little bit more. <laughs> Sometimes... The Lord be trying to close a door and we be trying to bang it down. He'd be like, I got some, I got something better for you. You'd be like, open the door. Be like, look, okay, don't focus on the wrong thing. But the reason I say this is, okay, and I'm, and I'm almost saying you guys know that I enjoy you guys, right? So the hard conversations need to start in the interview process. Okay? Hard again, does that mean, you know, mean or rude? It means being able to ask the questions that you need to ask to make sure that you are going to invest your time wisely. Questions like, can you tell me about a time when you had to deal with somebody who did not agree with you? Now, they're, they're, don't say it just like this. I'm just using that as an example. Okay? Can you share with me a time? They, they give y'all the same kind of questions. How many how many times have you went for a job? And they always come with it. Can you tell me that in the, and, it's a, and it's an example or a story that you got to share. Interview them. Don't let them give you some little fluffy, you know, oh yeah, you know, feedback is good here. We love feedback. Tell me about a time. <laughs> Now, most people will go, Alicia, if I do that, they're not going to hire me. Good. Why? Because if they don't like you questioning them now, they ain't going to like it when they hire you. Because, because a lot of people, they want to go in quietly. And all of a sudden, you want to be loud. When I say loud, mean that you got something to say now. No. Cannot handcuff yourself with this thought of if I do this, the mindset of I'm afraid if I say this, then they're not going to. Again, I'm not talking about just being loose, but I'm talking about if there's something that you need to know in order to make a sound choice, you need to be able to ask the questions that you need to ask, especially a lot of you guys who have been in very um, matic, <laughs> and I'm not laughing because it's funny, but if your past workspaces have been very, because like I, I work with a client, she had to go on leave, medical leave, right, for the amount of stress that she dealt with in her job. So there are some people that, that have been in very just horrible spaces. How much more should you not be afraid to ask the questions that need to be asked? Don't be coming with this. What's the culture like here? It, what do you want to know about their culture? Dig deeper. What? Diversity? Leadership? Dig deeper. Why? Because you owe it to yourself. Y'all will go to... Chick-fil-A 
and ask more questions about their new chicken sandwich. <laughs> then you will go into a job interview where you get ready to spend over 40 hours a week with these people. Oh yeah, so okay, does that come with um pepper jack cheese or I mean, child, you trying to find out all of the okay, is that like um a sourdough bread or okay, okay. Did y'all bake it? Okay, okay. Is that fresh? You want to know more information about a whole burger? <laughs> then you want to know about a job you about to spend 40, 50 hours a week? I just help me understand. I don't get it. I don't know. You ought to be more bold about that then. I mean, I mean, holding the line up because you got all these questions concerning a $4 burger. I just, I don't, child, look. <laughs> Isn't french fries fresh? Okay, okay. How much salt did you, I mean, you want to know all the details, all of them. How much more should you not be afraid to ask the questions that need to be asked when you're looking for a job, right? And, but a lot of people, they will ask these things you know what i'm saying you know because it's all about them want to look smart so what they do is they have all these questions and they want to look smart even though they can care less about the actual responses but again it's all about you doing everything that you need to do so you appear as a perfect fit and you're not being Focus on what it is your fit. You have to be focused on what is your fit. And so the questions need to be based upon what is important to you. What are your values? So I hope after this live stream that you guys are a little bit more motivated to lean more into having difficult conversations. But also, I want you to think about why is that conversation difficult? A lot of times, you know, talks will be hard for us, right? Because they either touch insecurity, right? For instance, you know, you know that you need to ask for a raise, but in your mind, that is just a difficult conversation. Ask yourself, why is it hard for me to have a talk about me being able to make sure that I'm being paid the money that I know that I should be being paid? Why is that hard? Anything in your life that feels hard, lean in on that. Why is it that you know that you want to advance in your role, but it's hard to ask for something that you deserve, something that you worked hard for. Why is that hard? Because again, like I said, a lot of times talks are hard because it touches something. There's something there. There's some kind of trigger there. And so it's important to lean in on that because it is not about getting through conversation. It's like, oh, that talk is over. Oh, I'm so done. Oh, I'm so glad it's done until the next time. And then, and then you're scared all over again. <laughs> mm -mm. It's about you being able to identify why is this 
conversation hard. And nine times out of 10, the reason why it's hard is because you have made that, that conversation more about them than you. Because if you do want to ask for a raise, you have made that about you, meaning that it's, look, I have to be sure that I am being paid the money that I should be being paid, regardless of how they feel. So it won't be hard because you like, this is something I need to do. Now, you may experience some nerves there, right? And that's normal, right? Some nerves. But if it's to the point to where it is stopping you, something's off there. Because like I said, it's not about you being able to just get through this, this one tough talk. It's about you being able to build the skills, right? You got to be able to build the skills to where you start to transform yourself into where you handle these talks with grace. And guess what? It does take practice. It takes you having to lean in in those moments where it feels so uncomfortable. Times when your heart being fast, right? But you're like, no, girl, we got to do this. This is for us. We got to do this, right? And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. But it's so important to not operate your career in this, I can't say this, you know, because they're going to be mad at me. Especially when you know that you are having that talk out of a place of wanting to come to a solution. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. I hope this is going to leave you guys with a, a mind to, to grow. If you need help with this, you guys know that you can work with me one-to-one or in my group, The Best You, where I teach these concepts on how to just navigate this whole corporate space. This group is for somebody who needs help on being able to get clear and define what those next moves are, right? But also it helps you to learn how to navigate corporate on your terms. Remove yourself off of this corporate hamster wheel and, and stop feeling like I have to do this in order to succeed. This group is for you if you want to know how to build your career on your terms. You have to know how to be able to, one, like I set clear goals, but not just set a goal, but set it on the life that you want. That's the core of everything I teach. Making your career about you. How are the goals that you set? How will these goals align you more with the life that you want? Because it's not just about getting a perfect job because there ain't no perfect job. But this group is here to teach you how to be able to get clear on the life that you want, how to get clear on your core skills, how to actually just just leverage those core skills and how to navigate this whole workspace on your terms. They don't run you. This is your career and you have the power to build your career the way that you see fit. If anybody's live stream feels stuck, you are not stuck. You just lack what perspective. You lack 
information. And so if you do feel stuck on this live stream, right, if you are in a point in your career to where you like, you just need more information. You have to be able to know that you will always feel stuck if you don't get anything new, <laughs> because all you can judge stuff by is based upon the information that you know now. So yeah, so send me a DM. Um, if you can find me on LinkedIn or go in the link at the top of my page and, and book a call with me. I'm getting ready to like shift some things up. Also, guys, I do have a group on Facebook. Okay. I have a free group, which I am probably getting ready to spend a lot more time in there. So um, if you go on Facebook and look for the group Thrive on Your Terms, or if you go in the link on my page as well, too. So that group is called Thrive on Your Terms. And go ahead and join the group. So until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.